I'm David Skidmore, and welcome to For Love With Joy. You're listening to Episode 8. This is a podcast to help you face the beautiful and painful moments of life courageously. If you're feeling tired of veneer vulnerability, the addiction to hurry, and the constant clamoring for more, this podcast is intentionally designed to help you take the simple path of living for love with joy. Today's episode includes a story, a prayer, and a simple step you can take down the path of living for love with joy. Let's go there now. When I was a freshman in high school, I played the worst four days of basketball in my life. This was my beloved game. You might even refer to it as my obsession. Is it an obsession if you sleep with your basketball at night? That's something I did then, not now. My mom told me in high school she knew when I had fallen asleep because she would hear the basketball bounce on the second floor of the house. I loved everything about the game of basketball. Unfortunately, my worst four days of basketball came on the week of tryouts. When the coach stuck the list of names on the athletic director's office window, I had to look several times. My name was nowhere to be found. I was crushed. Even though I made the team the rest of the years in high school, I still remember that feeling when I experienced the bitter defeat of not being able to play my beloved sport for the school team. Lots of tears, lots of frustration, lots of confusion. Looking back, it felt like a mess. Have you ever noticed how clean the nativity scene is in the Christmas stories? Even when people try to talk about the birth of Jesus and talk about animals and shepherds crowding around Jesus, there's still this hallmark glow on the story. I think there's something about a clean story that is beautiful because it reminds us of the purity of a newborn. However, it wasn't a clean story. From the outside in at the time, it looked like a mess. And that's part of the beauty is that God shows up bringing goodness in situations that look, sound, and feel like a mess. 33 years later, Jesus still carried the purity he had when he was a newborn. The darkness and weight of sin had never entered into his own heart and mind until this moment. It was at the cross when Jesus received the sins of the world. Here is a verse most people don't talk about when it comes to the birth of Jesus or when we talk about his relationship with his mom. Near the cross of Jesus stood his mother. John 19, 25. While the disciples had denied their own love for Jesus, his mother never left him. The name Mary came from the name Miriam. So Mary's name is often thought of with these two words, beloved and bitter. I can't think of two words to better convey her experience, to be the beloved mother of Jesus and to now stand near to Jesus at the cross. The cross was cruel, and though he remained forgiving to the end, his mother surely felt the bitterness of death. Mary experiencing both the beloved and bitter things of life shows us a path forward even in our most difficult moments. Fourteen generations before Mary stood at the cross, Jesus' own ancestor, David, the king of Israel, wrote these words, I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Psalm twenty-seven, thirteen. 
I wonder if Mary kept this verse in her pocket. I can't think of a life that would have felt more confusing than hers. To become pregnant while a virgin by the Holy Spirit is challenging enough, but Mary faced a lot more in her life. I wonder if these five words were written on her refrigerator, framed on her bathroom wall, carried with her in her purse, and most of all, held closely in her heart. These five words, I would have lost heart. We all know what these words mean. These are the words you need when you have received a promise from God, but haven't experienced the fulfillment of it yet. When Jesus was 30, Mary was the one who moved him to his first miracle. People say God always shows up on time. Jesus told her it wasn't his time yet, but at his mother's insistence, this may be the one time when God showed up early. 30 years before this moment, Mary received a promise from an angel. The shepherd showed up at his birth to worship him. Magi came from the east bringing gifts to him. Simeon blessed Jesus in the temple as did Anna. And then there was a long time when things got quiet. And Mary was like millions of other moms, making lunches, keeping the family on track, giving hugs to her kids, putting band-aids on hurt knees and kissing them better. Mary was there for the first day of school, and Mary was there at graduation. Mary was given a promise about who Jesus is, and then Mary experienced some special things. And then it got quiet. In the quiet, Mary could have lost heart. But she knew who Jesus was. She knew the promise she was given. So she told the servants at the wedding to do whatever Jesus told them to do. And that was the day he turned the water into wine. That was the day his ministry began. Three short years after he turned water into wine, 33 impossibly quick years after the shepherds came to worship Jesus, Mary was standing at the cross. Mary stayed near to her son. She held closely to the promise of God, the words the angels had spoken to the shepherds. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord, Luke 2.11. Mary stood without a bridge between this present moment and the unknown future, the beloved mother and the bitter crucifixion. She could have lost heart, We all have moments where we are ready to give up, the times we're ready to throw in the towel, the days or months when we are uncertain, confused, and maybe depressed. Mary was like all of us, yet she stood at the cross, a loving defiance of the violence of the moment. You can almost hear her whispering, I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. For every person who comes to the river of impossibility, there is a dark night of the soul. For on the other side of this river is the place where our feet will find their destiny, the fulfillment of the promise of God in our lives. Yet there is no bridge into the promised land. At the edge of the waters, we are made aware of our inability to cross into our glorious future. Our eyes can see goodness But are we only Moses to gaze into the promise but never experience it? The space of opportunity is the place of impossibility. For some, the river is a a once-in-a-decade experience, and for others, once a year. For some, 
They feel the impossibility of crossing the river. Each day they awaken to desperation. This is the place where we tremble in fear, where men's hearts fail them. This is the place where you can lose heart. This is that same despair David knew. He felt the impossibility of his circumstance. And standing in the space of despair while looking across the river into the promise he had received, David spoke these words, I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. What do you do when you feel like giving up? How would you describe the moments that you have felt were impossible to continue, and yet you did? How would you finish this sentence? I would have lost heart. Maybe it sounds like, I would have lost heart when I was overlooked. I would have lost heart while I was forgotten. I would have lost heart when I was abandoned. I would have lost heart when I was betrayed. I would have lost heart because the situation seemed impossible. I would have lost heart because the situation was impossible. To be human is to know this phrase all too well. But David knew something. The bridge across the river of impossibility is only built through belief. This is how people continue in the most difficult situations. This is how Mary stood her ground. Because sometimes all you can do is stand. After Jesus' resurrection, he spent 40 days with the people who followed him. From the Mount of Olives, Jesus gave them his final instructions. Then he ascended to heaven. They walked back to Jerusalem. Jesus had told them to wait for the gift. He was promising them a gift. They all joined together constantly in prayer, along with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. Acts 1.14 Mary was still there. Mary may have experienced some of the most bitter sorrows the human heart can experience, but she was still showing up in faith. She continued to hope. She continued to stand. What lesson can we receive from Mary, the beloved mother of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? The same we could receive from David. I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Your story does not stop at the impossible place. Your story will move forward, and whether you build this bridge in a day or whether you build this bridge over decades, you will see the goodness of the Lord. Jesus was born before Mary had all of the future worked out. She would have felt confused, and she would have been overwhelmed by her assignment. She didn't ask for this calling, yet it came to her. When the angel told her this would all come to pass, Mary said, I am the Lord's servant. Mary answered, May your word to me be fulfilled. Are you in between? Hold on to the goodness of God. He has not forgotten you. He will never leave you or forsake you. While you may experience both the bitter and beloved realities of life, you are not forgotten. Your story will not end here. You will look back on this moment and see the Lord brought you through. Simply let yourself accept the God of the impossible in your situation. As David says, wait for the Lord.
Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for joining me today for episode eight of the For Love With Joy podcast. Would you take a moment today to rate, review, subscribe, and share this podcast? I would be honored if you do. If you are looking to give someone the gift of love and joy in the Christmas season, go to forlovewithjoy.com and purchase a For Love With Joy t-shirt or sweatshirt for someone. While you're at forlovewithjoy.com, you can download the manuscript of today's episode. As always, if you'd like to connect with me, you can find me at I'm David Skidmore on Instagram. Thank you for joining me on the journey of living for love with joy. I'll see you next time.